Hello everyone and thank you for joining me for What's On Your Mind. As we continue to count down the presidents to our new year, eight days left, eight days before 2021, seven days left in 2020. Presenting the 8th President of the United States of America, Martin Van Buren. He was born December the 5th, 1782. He was an American statesman who served as the 8th President of the United States from 1837 to 1841, a founder of the Democratic Party. He had previously served as the 9th Governor of New York, the 10th United States Secretary of State, and the 8th Vice President of the United States. He won the 1836 presidential election with the endorsement of popular outgoing President Andrew Jackson and the organizational strength of the Democratic Party. He lost his 1840 re-election bid to Whig Party nominee William Henry Harrison, thanks in part to the poor economic conditions surrounding the Panic of 1837. Later in his life, Van Buren emerged as an elder statesman and, despite prior opposition, an important anti-slavery abolitionist leader who led the Free Soil Party ticket in the presidential election of 1848. Van Buren was initially the leading candidate for the Democratic Party's nomination again in 1844, but his continued opposition to the annexation of Texas angered Southern Democrats, leading to the nomination of John James K. Polk. Van Buren led a third-party ticket in 1848, and his candidacy most likely helped Whig nominee Zachary Taylor defeat Democrat Lewis Cass. Van Buren returned to the Democrats after 1848, but grew increasingly opposed to slavery and became one of the party's outspoken abolitionists. He supported Abraham Lincoln's policies during the American Civil War. He died in Kinderhook in July 1862 at 79. In historical rankings, historians and political scientists often rank Van Buren as an average average or below average U.S. president due to his handling of the Panic of 1837. However, Van Buren is largely regarded today as a leader in the formation of the two-party system in the United States of America. Van Buren never sought public office again after the 1848 election, but he continued to closely follow national politics. He was deeply troubled by the steerings and secessionism in the South and welcomed the Compromise of 1850 as a necessary conciliatory 
measure despite his opposition to the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850. Van Buren also worked on a history of American political parties and embarked on a tour of Europe, becoming the first former um, former American head of state to visit Britain. Though still concerned about slavery, Van Buren and his followers returned to the Democratic fold, partly out of the fear that a continuing Democratic split would help the Whig Party. He also attempted to to reconcile the barn burners and the honkers with mixed results. Van Buren supported Franklin Pierce for president in 1852, James Buchanan in 1856, and Stephen A. Douglas in 1860. Van Buren viewed the fledgling know-nothing movement with contempt and felt that the anti-slavery Republican Party exasperated sectional tensions. He considered Chief Justice Roger Taney's decision in the 1857 case of Dred Scott versus Stanford to be grievous to be a grievous mistake since it overturned the Missouri Compromise. He believed that the Buchanan administration handled the issue of bleeding Kansas poorly and saw the Lee Compton's constitution as a sop to Southern extremists. After the election of Abraham Lincoln and the succession of several Southern states in 1860, Van Buren unsuccessfully sought to call a constitutional convention. In April 1861, former President Pierce wrote to the other living former presidents and asked them to consider meeting to use their stature and influence to propose a negotiated end to the war. Pierce asked Van Buren to use his role as the senior living ex-president to issue a formal call. Van Buren's reply suggested that Buchanan should be the one to call the meeting since he was the former president who had served most recently and that Pierce should issue the call himself if he strongly believed in the merit of his proposal. Neither Buchanan nor Pierce was willing to make Pierce's proposal public and nothing more resulted from it. Once the American Civil War began, Van Buren made public his support for the Union. Van Buren's health began to fail later in 1861, and he was bedridden with pneumonia during the fall and winter of 1861 and 1862. He died of bronchial asthma and heart failure at his Linden Wall estate at 2 a.m. on July 24, 1862, at 79. He is buried in Kinderhook Reformed Dutch Church Cemetery, as are his wife Hannah, his parents, and his son, Martin Van Buren, Jr., Van Buren outlived all four of his immediate successors, Harrison, Tyler, Polk, and Taylor. Van Buren's father owned six slaves. 
the only slave he personally owned, Tom, escaped in 1814. When Tom was found in Massachusetts, Van Buren tentatively agreed to sell him to the finder. But terms were not agreed and Tom remained free. Later in life, Van Buren belonged to the Free Soil Party, which opposed the expansion of slavery into the Western territories without advocating immediate abolition. Presenting the 8th President of the United States of America, Martin Van Buren.